I am so hyped. Are you? I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. I am hyped. Good. I did, I, did, I did get hyped. Okay. I'm ready. You guys ready for this? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Everybody, my name is Jared. My name is Lars. <laughs> and uh, we are your host of Typically Divergent Podcast. Oh, our pronouns are also he, him. Anyway. Yes, hi. both. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How Monday, y'all fun doing? Day. <laughs> Monday. Just another manic Monday. Monday. Guess it. That is or not what that is song. it? Wish it was Sunday. Wish it was Sunday. That's, That's not funding. Is that really what it is? I, I know that. Because like, I have no idea. That's all I know. I know. I, I'm getting the words all mixed up. I'm just, I'm just making my own remixes. I do, I do that all the time. How's your mental health? I'm good. <laughs> all right. Fine. Me too. I have a little bit of a break from school, so I'm able to just go to work and come home. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. So what? nice. A concept. I was going to be like, well, that must be nice. But like, I also do the same thing. Yeah. I just go to work and go home. And then I can like just take a big old breath, breathe in, breathe out. <sighs> For two weeks. Yeah. For two fucking weeks. My, yeah, my mental health is so much better than it was yesterday. Good. Yes. Uh, Good. I had therapy yesterday and I cried, you guys. Round of applause for male tears. Yes. Um, and then Lars came over and we did a little field trip and we went to go see the... Waynedale Witch. The Waynedale Witch. Yes. We saw her gravestone. Uh, that, if anybody remembers, that was a topic of discussion that Lars brought to the table on his second episode, uh, which is probably episode number 27 uh, yes. of our discography. 27. The, the backlog. And then um, we took Dozer. We took Dozer. Um, Dozer peed on a grave. <laughs> oh, Dozer, I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, we, I was like, on a, Lars goes, on a veteran. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just on a grave site. Like, oh, it's general. a World War II vet. <laughs> how, dare you, how dare you disrespect that Dozer? So sorry. And God's country. God damn it. And he fought for you and your freedoms. Anyway. Anyway. Um, weird so, cut there <laughs> <laughs> so i uh last week we discussed a couple handfuls of things and one of the things that we talked about in the very beginning of the episode sorry for dozers click that click clicky toes um one of the very first things that we brought up was um you know the uh what was what would your dozer dozer hey 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 Dozer, you're on my diamond dot that I haven't yet to finish Dozer. that I probably never will finish. Dozer. Dozer, hey. Okay, so now that Dozer has had his has been given his bed. Really um, one, of, one of the first things that we talked about last week was the like our choice of our end of times, the end of the world scenario. And I oh, and yeah. we mentioned to have Heather reach out to us. Okay, and she she did. Yes. She's gonna tell us why she prefers fucking nuclear radiation. Yes. So right, remember, cool. she is a person in the medical field, and is, uh, this is actually pretty logical. So, like, I was like, okay, I understand that. Um, so, nu- nuclear fallout has a chance of human survival long term after recovery, starting over an ideal commune of shared resources is best case scenario. You could perhaps find ways to clean and treat. Um, and get access to clean water versus 100% uh, des- desert desertification uh, would mean none at all. Um, I don't know either of those, depending on what's worse um, or water would be better. Nuclear fallout would also likely isolate people more, which means less government governmental warring. I'd envision more war in a desert scenario. That was... Um, her choice and i was like all right cool well hey thank you so very much for letting us know i just wanted to uh recap on that there. i'm going to challenge that okay because where are you gonna get your food i don't know lars i'm hoping to god that if anything, i'm just like- saying like that is a very like i totally like understand like the war and like like being able to kind of rebuild from that but like you gotta grow food yeah in your soil you can't grow food in a nuclear disaster you know what I mean? The, your water. Okay. Forget okay. it. All right. So basically, either way, the rich people got their bunkers. <laughs> they have either dirt way, and we're soil. Either way, we're screwed. But like, you have more of a survival chance of being able to... <gasps> oh, my God. What? Finish your sentence because I'll tell you something. Okay. That's all. Well, you said, fin- you, had, you said something about chances of... I'm just saying like your chances of survival are slim in all of those scenarios. Mm-hmm. 
more than others if we want to look at a scientific way but like you have to be able to sustain life and with radiation you can't you can't grow things you can't okay that's all i'm gonna say okay that's it. So speaking of growing things, Off did, did, <laughs> did Jen tell you um, the TikTok story that I showed her? So she sent me a, a TikTok, uh, two TikToks. One of them had uh, this woman who like went to the store and like bought stuff to grow. And either way, whatever. Um, there was like a purple sweet cepedo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She showed me the text. No, she showed me the text messages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she goes, We're on the what such different say? sides of TikTok. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what did I say? Oh, I was like, that, that purple sweet potato looks like a lot of fun. Um, and then I later was like, uh, she said something about like, don't break it off in your asshole. And I was like, Well, I'd be like that TikTok of the video of the woman who forgot to remove the potato from her vagina and it'll sprout and she goes Did it sprout really uh, hold on listen she oh goes i have no idea what you're talking about what are you telling me so i told her and so it was one of those like tell me a crazy scenario and blah blah blah, blah. and this one was like all right so i've got one i used to be a nurse in er uh-huh. uh, we had a patient that came in and she was having trouble urinating and so we were trying we were trying to get a catheter inside of her to relieve her bladder and the doctors couldn't get it to go in uh very far and so then <laughs> He, they were like, all right, we're going to examine. So they went to examine her and they saw leaves no. in her side, her vagina. She, they were like, why are there leaves in your vagina? And she goes, oh, I forgot that I put a potato in there. So a potato was sprouting. It was trying to make a home inside of her vagina. I love TikTok. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So if I nuclear... want to know why she put her yeah, vagina potato a... on her Fuck. vagina. I don't know. We went, I'm not going to say the girl's name, but I went to high school. We went to high school with a girl who used to put um, tennis balls up hers for like Kegels. Well, I, 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 I sure. I mean, if it was like, a Kegel, sure. But it yeah. was more so of like she was like, oh, I just, um, I just, I like to put a couple in there and walk around with them for a couple days. <laughs> oh my christ <laughs> why i don't know i don't know you're taking you're destroying your pants do you know how tie. old these shorts these are how old these shorts these are you don't know how old these shorts are these shorts are so old you're a little baby little baby jaren worm uh i mean baby as in like any day prior to today sure <laughs> okay <laughs> like like adolescent jaron oh no no but i did wear like my gym shorts from freshman year for like 10 plus years before i finally got rid of them yeah they were comfortable yeah free shorts why free. Not? Free i kept do i held on to my gym outfit for a long time too the top too yeah oh god no that thing was so warm it was very warm Oh. I can I I can feel it. It was like the most. Cotton. It was double layered. Double layered. Hella, hundred and thirty percent cotton. <laughs> That's what we are in this podcast. We're double layered. Hundred and thirty percent cotton. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Of our lives. <laughs> oh my god! If we had recorded this episode yesterday when we had gotten together to originally do it, yeah. it would not be this funny, you guys. Towards the end, when we were talking through space, that was pretty funny. Oh, you guys must tell them what we did. I just said space. Oh yeah, I didn't say specifically what okay. about. Okay. You can cut it out if you'd like. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to give it away to you guys. I want it to be a surprise. We're going to hold on to it for a little bit. We don't gatekeep here. (laughs) But we're going to episode keep. We're going to gape, 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 keep. Keep, keep. The gape vault. Yeah. Keep, keep the, uh, keep the gate gaping. (laughs) (laughs) The gape gaping. Gate gaping. My mind just went to porn after hearing that word. I'm an adolescent child, like teenager right now. I know. Going through puberty. Everything makes me horny. Oh, I was thinking about mentality and like that matu- maturity, not mentality, yeah. but maturity. Yeah. Uh, I watched a TikTok the other day where this woman had, she was like reviewing something or whatever. And she was like, I have, the, I have the maturity of a sixth grade boy. And I was like, girl, same, yeah. same. I understand that. I'm experiencing it. Being horny all the time is not fun. Oh, um, I don't remember that. Really? Yeah. I'm, yes. Okay. Please cut this out, but like I masturbate like every day. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank once you. or twice a day. That's healthy. But I, but that is not something that I would typically do like before tea. Mm. It's doubled. Like, oh. 
Wow. They said that that would be something I could potentially experience. And I was like, well, I didn't expect to get like UTIs as frequently as I do because I've never had, I only had one prior to tea. And ever since I've been on tea, like since I've been masturbating, my doctor's like, well, you're probably going to get them a little bit more. Yeah. I was like, great, great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it is. It is now is not a convenient time for me to wash my hands before I masturbate. I must just do it. Well, I mean, like I do. I, I, I'm pretty hygienic because I've learned my lesson in the past. Like, right, true. But still, like you know, but they're so del. Everything's so delicate down there. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I, I mean, I still have a vagina, so I mean, like, I know you it's do. different. I know, so but it's very delicate. It's just, I. It's so funny to hear you call your nether regions delicate, because yeah, I, I imagine I imagine you just like, <laughs> oh my fucking god, <laughs> can I keep this? <laughs> do I have sure, to cut this care. out? Okay, are you? I I really don't care. Are you okay? Because if you do care, I, I don't <laughs> care. Because I'm like, this is kind of funny, guys. <laughs> I, like, I don't care. The kids at work might be a little, <laughs> but that's fine. This okay. is do- they're doing that from their own free will. <laughs> like they're listening to this at their own free oh, will. And I yes. I warned them. Okay. <laughs> like, just so you know, I am not your dad when I'm on the pot. When I I'm, I'm not pretending to be your dad while I'm on the podcast. Yeah, they 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 understand. Hi kids, I mi- I miss my I miss my old kids from that one job that I used to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss you guys. I hope you're doing well. Have you ever squared up with a lizard at the zoo before? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to bring this um, up last week. I, I haven't, <laughs> but I've squared up with a, a swan. Wow. I can make it short and sweet. Okay. Because I, I know that sometimes I take a little long with my stories. <laughs> um, okay. When I had a relationship with my stepdad and my mom, uh-huh. I, would, I was at the lake all the time because that's where they live. And my stepdad was taking me out on the jet ski one day. And um, I was driving and he was behind me. And we were going through the channel where uh-huh. basically is where like the boats kind of have to go under the bridge. and Yeah. Or they'll. It's where the gas station is for the for the boats, and you have mm-hmm. to be very slow. It's mm-hmm. a wake, like no, wake, no, no wake, wake zone, no wake yeah. area. And um, that's where the swans like to hang out, right? Uh-huh. I don't know what it was. I didn't see any babies around. I was doing what I needed to do. I was in the middle of the like yeah. the wake, like the wake zone, no wake zone. And this sucker comes flying straight at my head. <laughs> he didn't do it just once. Uh-huh. He did it four times. He, he, did he okay. try to dip on you? He tried to dip on me, and he hit me with his wing. Oh, he did not like no. you. No, and so my stepdad got in front. Like He was like, let me get in front, and then you just duck behind me. Uh-huh. And um, my stepdad almost grabbed it by the neck. Like oh. He almost grabbed it in the air. Come to find out, that same swan was put down by the DNR because it sat on a five-year-old child in the water <laughs> and almost drowned them. <laughs> Actually, I think they. It, I think the swan did end up drowning the child. Oh, because they're they're twenty pounds. But a five year old child can't defend themselves. I don't know if it was swan. five. It may have been younger than that. But the, I think the child did oh, die. Oh my god! So the DNR went out and shot it. Well, but how do you know which one? They all look the same. Well, I don't know. Maybe with this, maybe some of them got tags. Anybody who li- works in wildlife, reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah. How do you know? So uh, I forgot to bring this up. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this lizard. So <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to bring this up last week. We were in the uh, reptilian reptilian layer or something. It had like a really, really like ooh eerie name. He's like standing on this rock, going like this because you know they're like looking out mm-hmm. at the one eye, and so I start mimicking what he's doing, oh, no. and then he like jumps off the rock, and then he like gets up up against the glass. So I puff my chest up and I turn my head over to the side. <laughs> Nicholas was like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm trying to fucking square up with him." So we're both sitting there like this. <laughs> Was it a bearded dragon? Oh, yeah, sounds about right. They had like cheeks. Oh, that yeah. That came out. Yeah, he was a big boy. Because bearded dragons, and I'm sure there's other lizards out there, but bearded, bearded dragons are very like personable. Uh huh. So that's why I was wondering because oh. they're pretty like. Like, oh, what you doing? Yeah, like. Yeah. I can talk to you. Like, I can <laughs> mimic what you're doing. Like a parrot. Yeah. So yeah. we walked away and he like chased the. He, he, he chased us. After, up until he like hit the end of the tank and i was like well not like hit it hit it but right like, but he was like he's like i can't come, come. back bitch yeah like i'm not done oh, fucking fighting so with you so that's actually really sweet do we need to talk do we have what did you have for dinner last night soup what kind of soup 
butternut squash. Ooh. No. Not my fave. Tomato's good. Tomato. With and that's grilled what we're, cheese. That's what we're doing tonight. With a grilled cheese sandwich. Dunk that bastard right in there and just... Uh-huh. <laughs> On that focaccia oh. bread. <laughs> I'm so wet. Oh, my God. Woo! <sighs> Careful, careful. I'm shut that thing off. I'm fired. You are. Yeah, do you, do you, do you need the bathroom? <laughs> do, you do I need alone time? No. Okay. I'll wait. He's like, oh my God. And grilled cheese sandwiches and tomatoes. I hate you. I really don't. You're late. You're late. You're late. Ricola. Oh, yeah. <laughs> next time, next time I have an orgasm, that's what I'm going to do. Just Ricola. <laughs> I'm going to probably, you're probably going to cross my mind and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, don't you hate that? When you're like with your partner being intimate. Yeah. And you think about other people. It, yes. I think it's a normal thing, but it is very nerve wracking. God, it is so terrible. Full, yeah. Full transparency. Let's let's talk about it for a second. Yeah. Because Nicholas, God, I love him so much. Dan, Terry, uh, skip a couple minutes. I um, I ha- sometimes struggle with like uh, I have performance anxiety, mm-hmm. so like most times it is tough for me to finish. Okay. And so I have to remind myself, like, hey, buddy, like, it's not about getting to the end of the race. It's just about the the run itself. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, it's nice to go into a certain headspace. So basically, that's what I'm doing. Right, I'm going into right. the right headspace to, like, be uh, intimate with my partner. Most times, if I can't do that, I'm too busy thinking about, like, other people, <laughs> what's going on. And then, like, some of these. <laughs> and I think that's where, like, porn, like, fucked me up for a little while because it was like oh do i like do i look sexy am i positioned in a certain way and so um when i get that far into my head then like i don't enjoy it anymore and so but yes there are a lot of times where like certain individuals of people and i'm not gonna say names on the show my dad (laughs) come up into my head and i am just like oh my god why are Mm -hmm. you here I understand that. I totally have experienced that. I haven't thought about my parents. <laughs> but um But I have. But, <laughs> but like maybe even like people in the past who who were have came have come into my life who I thought was maybe attractive or even somebody who just was in my life and I don't know why they're there. God, yes. Do your dogs ever just like Oh, my dogs are always in the bed watching. <laughs> or they're sleeping. And they don't care. They're sleeping. They next can sleep to through it. that, yeah. <laughs> Daddy's rocking us back and forth. <laughs> Lullaby. Yes, God. And good night. Yes, God. Go to sweet little doggy. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. <laughs> Dozer will Poor like cabbage and toes. Their eyes are even bigger than usual. They're like God. Dozer will like he'll be like, "What's going on, Dad?" And he'll like lick Nicholas's butt. Dogs do that. There was one time where Dozer like got up on top of one of us. <laughs> <laughs> he started to hump, and I'm like, "Get off!" <laughs> and, then, and then sometimes he'll be late. He'll be sitting there like. Uh, okay so like let's say like nicholas is on his back and like Mm -hmm. i don't know what the fucking position is missionary i don't know Mm -hmm. remember if anybody listened to the valentine's episode i don't fucking know names i'm limited to what i can do because of our height difference right uh like let's say nicholas is on his back and then dozer will be like staring down at him like what's going on papa what's wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah toad will come up and um will lay either like whoever is on bottom Uh toad will just curl up and just just sit right next to our shoulders and we're just like toad we can't have you here oh my god we can't have like please don't look like stop looking (laughs) just get the fuck get the fuck out and we have to physically pick them up and move them because they won't move dozer we just give him a little like nudge and he eventually like gets off the bed and and sits on his bed but then he'll like rest his head on the bed while he's watching he's just like yeah, <laughs> like he's just pe- he's p- uh, peering over his hand or something. I'm like, oh my god, damn. So, um, yeah, that's sex with our partners. 
Jaren. We could probably have a whole fucking episode about that. I know. I know. <laughs> so anyway, guys, um, what are we doing today, Lars? I, you... <laughs> You have the gaslighting. No, I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, remember, you said you were going to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was Oops, like, sorry, don't, you phone. Phone. <laughs> don't you gaslight me don't into thinking you that we were doing me, this episode. Jaren. All right, everybody. So we are going to be doing an episode... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. We are doing an episode on gaslighting today because we are two people with our uh, own personalized histories. Um, and I know that we are not the only people out there in the world who have experienced these things. So we're going to talk about it um, in hopes to maybe shed some light on some situations that someone out there may be experiencing or even doing themselves that they don't even know, or um, maybe giving some people some outlets and resources on things that they can do to um, protect themselves against gaslighting. Yes. Um, so this is not going to be necessarily a heavy or tough episode but trigger warning for like narcissistic abuse which could be emotional or mental manipulation um, which is what gaslighting is if that is a trigger warning for you um please proceed with caution or if you are in a position where you are not able to handle that right now we understand and please put yourself first and we will see you next week this is us signing out for you bye bye all right, so Jaron, what's gaslighting? Gaslighting is a form of psychological abuse in which a person or group can cause someone to question their own sanity, memories, or perception of reality. Have you had that happen to you, Lars? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You ready, you ready to give some examples later? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Um, people who experience gaslighting may feel confused, anxious, or as though they cannot trust themselves. The term gaslighting comes from the name of a 1938 play and a 1944 film, Gaslight, in which a husband manipulates his wife into thinking she has a mental illness so um in my history of being gaslit previous relationships uh, people that i was related to um, very small minor situations some pretty big situations uh political governmental uh gaslighting oh yeah um and i don't think that i have experienced any sort of like medical gaslighting what so far what are you thinking i have witnessed jenny being gaslit okay in the medical field okay. with doctors myself i have experienced it with my mother with the, with you know like religious upbringing um church uh-huh. also in my place of work getting it from all all angles so some examples of gaslighting we have a couple handful not a couple handful we've got a couple different ways to uh gas gaslighting is utilized so we have uh countering this is when someone questions a person's memory they may say things such as are you sure about that oh <laughs> are you sure about that sorry the tiktok sound <laughs> are you sure about that, uh, that are you guy sure cracks about me that? up um you have a bad memory or i think you are forgetting what really happened i have a couple other um, examples of that specific kind of one um so um that never really happened i don't remember that so when does it become gas lighting if the person who's asking the question genuinely remembers it completely differently because of the because of my mother Mm -hmm. um i have i carry i carry my own tank of gas because it is that's that's how i was raised and i have looking back in my some history i'm learning like oh maybe i wasn't necessarily like doing things in a healthier way again like we're growing right and so like Mm -hmm. that's us kind of like sharing some of that as well um But what I have been doing lately in a situation where I would say a phrase like that, I'm Mm -hmm. now replaced, I have been replacing it with, this was my perception of this situation. Okay. Okay. Instead of flat out saying to somebody, so like, let's say, let's say you thought that I raised my voice at you and I could easily say, no, I didn't. But in your perception, my tone of voice may have been a little louder than normal. And my perception could easily be like, but I I don't ever hardly ever raise my voice. So right. like, what are the possibilities of that actually happening? Right. So I would say, from my perspective, this is what I experienced. I can understand if you experienced it that way. However, that's not my intentions. 
Also, if you if you re- if you recall, you know me well enough to know that this is not like me. Right. I can say that because that those things like for that particular situation, that is specifically not who I am, and you would know that. Right. But there is like in some of this research, there is um, like the manipulation of like history and uh, deflecting the situation and bringing up the past in something else. Yeah. And so I wanted to I wanted to reiterate and make sure that that was known that like I'm not bringing up the history of something that like you've done right but it's a it's a it's an understanding of history that we both have experienced on my side okay so that's why i like stopped for a second so i was like oh my god am i about to like eat my own shorts (laughs) we have withholding this involves someone pretending they do not understand the conversation or refusing to listen to make a person doubt themselves for example they may say now you are just confusing me or i do not know what you are talking about so it's a lack of understanding lack of understanding lack of um involvement in the conversation okay. pretending it's basically pretending to not be involved disengaging there we go yeah completely disengaging, disengaging from yes the conversation. got it trivializing this occurs when a person belittles or disregards on how someone feels they may accuse them of being too sensitive or overreacting in response to a valid or reasonable concern mm-hmm. and i have uh particularly with uh one specific ex that that would happen often be like oh my god like i just i can't joke with you or like you just can't take a joke my mother oh my god the mm-hmm. the family yeah. tr- the family tree that i have they there is this common backtracking that has done and it my mother has brought it to my attention that like her mom used to do it and does do it and then like she has literally both of them have done it to each other and then back to me Mm -hmm. um and it's it's all it always starts with oh my god i was just kidding oh my god Uh you're you're, the next sentence you're too sensitive i didn't mean it like that yeah and then there's a fourth one i can't remember the fourth one is but um, it that it is like they could they they could say something and then the second that they say something that makes a person feel a certain way boom like that's the next thing that they're going to say it's like it's in their backlog and they're they're ready to act like they didn't do anything and dismiss, dismiss the way that you're feeling because now you're the butt of the joke yeah. and now your feelings are hurt and it's no longer funny then it's like well what do we got to do just to get this over with you know do you think it could that could be a trauma response on their end where they oh shit i said that and i didn't mean it and i feel bad and now i want to backtrack and i want to say my own sh- like my own my own butt well if it was unintentionally being mean then right. I would expect a different response, like an right. immediate, I apologize for saying that. Right. Oh, the other one would be, um, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, it's like, you're not sorry that you, that I feel this way. Like you are just trying to diminish the situation so that we can just move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if, if there was a, well, I apologize for what I said, this is what I meant, then I would believe it to be like actually uh not defending themselves but trying to make it right instead of saying just like oh it's not that big of a deal the reason why i asked that is because i have been the gaslighter in that situation where i have said something out of anger or may have not thought the whole thing through before opening my mouth and feeling really awful about it and then being like honestly being like i I didn't mean it that way yeah and i know that it's the the words that we're using is is the the biggest like issue and what we all need to work on right it's not necessarily the intent it's just how we're saying it that is what makes a normal human being and a narcissistic right individual that's the difference that's the difference because mm-hmm. they are intentionally trying to control and manipulate the situation a person their feelings their experience right. vers- versus somebody who is just genuinely angry and says the wrong thing right which again as always uh speak from the heart use i statements that mm-hmm. using i statements like has really like saved a lot of uh professional personal relationships yeah. because it it, <laughs> it make it causes you to think about what you're going to say next and it completely takes away the opportunity for the other person to feel like they are being attacked mm-hmm. and you're you're giving them straight facts i feel this way when you did this this when you did this this is what it this is the feeling that I felt from that instead of, well, you did this. There's no room for interpretation. Right. Uh, so the next one, denial. Denial involves a person refusing to take responsibility for their actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may do this by pretending to forget what happened, saying they did not do it or blaming their behavior on someone else. My mother had 
a, a tragic life changing car accident that left her disabled when I was a child. A lot of things that happened in our lives before the accident, it was like after she started uh, getting better from the, after she started, started healing physically a little bit more um, from the accident, there was a lot of like things that she would be like, oh, I forgot about that. Or like, I don't remember that happening. It must be from the accident. And so a lot, and I don't know, maybe she doesn't remember, right? Um, but there, I would remember having arguments with her and being like, but this is what you said. This is what happened. And, well, I don't remember that happening. It must have been, it must have been at before the accident. And even like today, now, in the past when we've had conversations about like, uh, you know, this is what I remember my childhood being like. And again, like if anybody from that side of the, the family tree line is listening, no, I didn't have a necessarily a, a terrible shitty childhood. I had a pretty good mom, but then after the accident, she completely changed into this whole other person. And then things just got really bad. Okay. So, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't fucking remember or even know because she's only going to ever tell her side of the story. And I'm not here to talk shit about her. I am just simply stating a fact here. I would tell her, you bullied me on this situation. You were critical from, with about me on this. And she would say, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Okay, but I do. So like, what are we going to do about this situation? And then it is completely deflected. Mm-hmm. So like the biggest issue that I have in my life is like... Um, my biodysmorphia and disordered eating that I have dealt with for the majority of my life because my mother has disordered eating, has dealt with disordered eating her entire life. Um, And so I remember uh, kids picking on me at school because I was overweight and I came home, cried about it. And I remember my dad being like, okay, well, like, let's try to be uh, health, healthily proactive about this. So like, you know, let's do this. Whereas uh, my mom, I have a memory of us sitting at the dining room table and I wanted more mashed potatoes and she poked at my stomach and she goes, do you really think you need that extra helping of mashed potatoes? So when I have brought this memory to her multiple times, she always goes, but it was your dad that put you on diets. Your dad wanted to help you stop snacking. Dad was trying to show me how to live a healthier way of eating, but at the same time, I was a I was a big kid, I was a growing kid, and I was just hungry. Mm-hmm. I was I was a hungry fucking baby. I have a lot of similar like stories because like your mom and I are like yin and yang, man. My mom and you? Yeah. No, your mom and my mom, mom. Okay, yeah, are very similar when it comes Boom. to the narcissistic attitude. Um, so we have diverting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the technique where a person changes the focus on discussion uh, of a discussion by questioning the other person's credibility. For example, they might say, well, that is just nonsense because you read it on the internet and it's not real. Uh, I remember so many things in life uh, telling my parents about stuff and then being like, we can't believe everything that you see on TV. And now those generations only believe the things that they see on TV. And it's like, well, actually, this is on the internet. This is where uh, there's, you know, more in- actual credible and credible information uh and the oh you know uh you can't believe everything you read on the internet or like uh when i used to work at a company that rhymes with bar stucks we had an employee uh who we were this was at a time when we were supposed to be masking and she came in and she did, wasn't wearing a mask and at this time in this moment she was a guest and i understand that and i was oh like God. girl i was like girl where's your mask at because like i know you she didn't have the opportunity to get her shots right and so i'm just mm-hmm. like where the fuck's your mask at girl oh my god like i am not gonna get a mask i don't have my vaccine shots and da 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 da. and do you know that like those vaccines are making women infertile oh jesus and i said where did you see that you oh it's infertile? on in infer yes <laughs> <laughs> it, it's on the internet and i'm like girl you cannot fucking believe everything you, you, you cannot seriously believe that that's not credible information it is facts like no okay no uh, check it. your sources check Stop your sources it. oh god i'm having ptsd oh god those years were terrible Awful. terrible Stereotyping. This is another form of gaslighting. An article in the American Sociological Review says that a person may intentionally use negative stereotypes about someone's gender, race, ethnicity, sexuality, nationality, or age to gaslight them. Oh, <laughs> oh. we do the thing with ageism really bad. Um, but yes, honestly, like I'm, I'm not here to like defend myself, but I'm just saying, <laughs> okay, now I'm gaslighting you. Maybe I am defending myself. Um, fucking... Anyway, <laughs> for example, they may say that no one will believe a woman if she reports abuse. 
Yeah. Um, some, one of the ones about the sexuality. So like there are certain politicians that believe that drag queens and queer people are pedophiles and that we are all pedophiles. Um, and I would like to just kindly remind everybody that um, since these accusations, there has been zero children in danger with a drag queen at story hour. Right. And I do not know the exact number because I don't want to gaslight anybody or lie or even spend the time to look it up the information up right now because we are recording, but uh, I did see a TikTok on it and there was credible information. It was in the hundreds of accounts of white male individuals. Oh that, yeah. With that were being charged with pornography child SA, any of that, uh, all of those things that involve uh, child sex trafficking. Um, I mean, that one little girl was found in a Marine base, a Marine nice. or a Navy base, uh, just right outside the border. Nice. Uh, and that was recent, I believe. So um, tell me again how like queer people um, want to hurt and harm these children. Mm -hmm. And so that is a form of political gaslighting yes. that uh, the entire uh, government, <laughs> not the entire government, the entire U.S. territory is experiencing right now. Yep. And um, they're probably up in your pulpit too. Pulpit? Oh, oh, yes. The, the mm -hmm. pastors. Yep. I, I did fail to mention that. Um, yep. Now, to make sure that we are not gaslighting anybody into saying that all white men and all pastors and, da, 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 and people in church are there are going to do this. No, because we are not going to stoop to that same opposite level and say right. the exact same thing. We are just saying those are the people that have recently been in trouble for yes. the uh, accusations that have been made upon our community. So you may be asking yourself, well, how does gaslighting work? And gaslighting is a method of gaining control over someone else. Um, it works by breaking down a person's trust in themselves while increasing how much they trust or depend on an abusive person. In relationships, gaslighting often begins gradually. So it's not like, hey, my name's Jaren. Let's go on our first date. Um, and like, I am the only one for you. Uh, you have never experienced love until you have met me. And uh, you are nothing without me. It does. It, it takes some time. The abusive person gains their partner's trust, sometimes with an additional honeymoon period. Oh my God, I'm triggered. In mm -hmm. which there is no abusive behavior. Then the person begins suggesting that their partner is not reliable, that they are forgetful, or that they are mentally unstable. Over time, this can cause people to question if their partner is right. The more this happens, the more power and influence the abusive person has. Unable to trust themselves, the person may start to rely heavily on their partner to recall memories or make decisions. They may also feel they cannot leave. Um, mm -hmm. I have definitely felt that in some relationships. I did receive a phone call of apology um, from this person after we broke up um, for the way and the things that he said. And I believe that at the time I said that I forgave him looking back on it. Did I really? I don't know. I was probably just finding the situation. Um, but as I was breaking up with him and I was walking out the door because I was leaving him to go be with somebody else because that other person was the person I had been in love with the entire time. He looks at me and goes, well, you know, he's just going to hurt you. And when he does, you're going to come crawling back. And when you do that, it just may be too late and I just may not take you back. And then he also said another thing. Um, and you never got and you never made things right with your mom. And it was like these <gasps> were these were things that he knew. Mm -hmm. Dis uh, he re these were the things that he knew that were like going to eat at me and they did for a very very long time there uh there would be times when like lars jenny and i and he would be hanging out and he would bring up a situation or a story and i would be like that's not like that is not what happened and when they would leave i'd be like that's not what that certain situation has that's not what happened. And he'd be like, but yes, it was. Mm, you're lying to my friends. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm trying to, pro I'm processing. I knew some of that, but then one statement that you said I did not know about, and I'm just like. It's okay. I know. Sometimes I look at my uh, night of uh, the event, mm -hmm. and I wonder if he was just going along with anything that I said from my experience to keep me so like in some sort of way like gaslighting my own intuition so i'd be like and this happened and this happened and he'd be like yes yes it's all true sometimes i look back at that and i'm like was he being truthful or did he just say those things because he had been working up 
to us being in a relationship at some point for maybe an unhealthy reason. I mean, he was the first person to tell me that Nicholas had been seeing his rebound. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's right. really fucked up. When we were going out of town and we were going uh, to Indianapolis and he was like, so like... Uh, do you know like this person from Fort Wayne? And I was like, no, who is it? And he like showed me on Facebook and I was like, damn, that guy is handsome. Like, what's his name? And he goes, oh, it's this. And I was like, oh, how do you know him? And he goes, well, I'm surprised you don't know him because he and Nicholas went away for New Year's this past weekend. And I was just like, what? And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I just, did I just say something that was, that hurt your feelings? And I was like, bro, I am crying every day over this breakup. And like, you're going to tell me that my ex is out of the, out of town with some other dude for New Year's. I would look at that moment and be like, that was his way of like helping me start moving on from Nicholas. But looking back, it was probably just his way of just trying to like manipulate Mm -hmm. me into like feeling a certain way for him, you know? Yeah. And you know, I hope he's doing well. (laughs) I hope he's doing well. I really do. I don't wish ill intentions on anybody. He did have a a diagnosis that like looking back, it's like maybe that played a a huge role in it. Yeah. Either way, that should have been a red flag from the beginning, but uh, you know, everybody has their own baggage. It should have been something I should have just taken more into consideration when I was in the relationship instead of like it just being like the thing. Yeah. You know, here are some times when gaslighting may occur. Um, in intimate relationships, the, an abusive person may use gaslighting to isolate their partner, undermine their confidence, and make them easier to control. For example, they might tell someone they're irrational until the person starts to think it must be true. Child-parent relationships, abusive parents or caregivers may gaslight children into undermining them. For example, when a child cries, they may say uh, they are too sensitive and to mm-hmm. shame them and to make them stop. Um, on, oh, yeah. I've, I've been, a, yeah. You've experienced that? Oh, yeah. I remember, uh, I know that it was never, like, intentionally meant to, like, be manipulative. But I remember, like, my dad one time telling me, like, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, uh, another one that like, it happens all the time, but like, let's say, um, a child like falls and hurts themselves. Right. And you know, the parent's first initial re- response is to be like, oh, it's okay. You're fine. You're fine. Because you just like, don't want the kid to like realize like either how bad the situation is or you're just you know you don't you just don't want them to be in you just don't want them to be hurt you know um or you're trying to prevent the situation from like escalating, escalating. right because yeah. out of like what embarrassment because a child hurt yeah. themselves but that is the simplest form of gaslighting that a parent can do with a child mm-hmm. and it's more of like a I've, I've heard parents say well i don't want them to make a big deal out of it because it's not a big deal Oh, but to them it is. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want them to feel like everything that that they physically feel is that big of a deal. But to a child who has no cognitive functioning, or I'm sorry, cognitive functioning. I mean, yeah, to an extent, like they have very little. Just managing their emotions yeah. and understanding like yeah. what what is what, what feels what, what, you know. Yeah. Right. They don't have any control over that. They are children. Yeah. They're learning all that. Right. So like, just let them experience it the way that they're going mm-hmm. to, you know. Medical gaslighting. According to the CPTSD Foundation, medical gaslighting is when a medical Mm -hmm. professional dismisses a person's health concerns as a product of their imagination. They Mm -hmm. may tell the person their symptoms is in their head or labeled as hypochondriac. Or Munchausen's. Munchausen is a um, a syndrome that a person will manipulate another person believing that they're sick and they're not sick. Oh, is this like the so like the that, story of that mom? Yeah, so that's a okay. great example of Munchausen syndrome. It's actually quite fascinating. Um, Jenny, there is a family member in Jenny's family okay. who, for a very very long time, believed that everything that Jenny was feeling was in their head. That's awfully sad. And Jenny actually found research on Munchausens uh-huh. from this particular family member, uh-huh. and um, destroyed Jenny for a minute. Oh, and yeah, I have I medical gaslighting is probably one of the most under discussed malpractices in the US mm-hmm. because capitalism. Right. Here we go again. Stems all the way fucking back to ableism and capitalism. Yep. I I mean I won't say anymore because I could just keep going on and on, but that could be an episode for sure. <laughs> 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 
Um, so, uh, racial gaslighting, according to the article of politics, groups, and identities, uh, racial gaslighting is when people apply gaslighting techniques to entire racial or ethnical group in order to discredit them. For example, a person or institution may say that an activist group campaigning for a change is irrational or crazy. Institutional gaslighting. Institutional gaslighting occurs within a company, organization, or institution such as a hospital. For example, they may portray whistleblowers who report problems as irrational or incompetent and deceive employees about their rights uh <laughs> that 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 sounds awfully familiar because i'm thinking about when uh snowden was trying to um blow the lid off uh facebook and everybody mm-hmm. was like oh he's crazy mm-hmm. don't listen to a single thing that he says he's a conspiracy theorist where do you draw the line when i have facts in my hand but i have heard people in my life say this is just an example i'm just throwing this out there uh-huh So COVID-19, scientifically, it is a proven fact that COVID-19 creates XYZ problems, right? Correct. Because it's backed by science, right? Correct. However, I've had people in my life, close family members who have said, but how do you know that's true? Oh, right. Because the science How do you know that's true? Because those people do not believe in science. But then they'll take it a step further and say, that's the left wing agenda. Oh, that's they right want there. you. Yeah. Yeah. They want you to believe that this is science is real, uh-huh. but it's all it's all left wing propaganda and it's not true. There were the videos of when people were like, oh, my God, a quarter is sticking to my arm after getting my vaccine. There is a magnet Christ. inside of me. Those things are not real. You can't even pick up a quarter with a regular magnet to begin with. You really think that you're gonna? <laughs> you really think that you're gonna get a magnet to stick on your arm because you had a vaccine there? People always have the answer, right? Again, but again, like, show me the proof, give, right? Give, yeah, give me, give me one, and then we'll we'll talk about it, right? Yeah, and and and, and even then, guys and gals and gays and theys and them's, it is always okay to say, I do not have enough information about this to be able to form an opinion. Yes. So, it's okay to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also okay to ask somebody if they have enough information to be able to inform their opinion. Because they should be able to give you sources. Right. And research. Right. To back it up. <laughs> Jesus. And even like 20 minutes ago, I was like, this did happen, but I'm not going to look up the research right now because I'm too busy <laughs> recording. <laughs> At least you owned it, though. That's right. I fucking did. <laughs> At least you fucking owned it. Uh, signs of gaslighting. People who experience gaslighting can find difficult to recognize the signs. They may trust the abusive person or believe that they truly do have poor memory. However, if a person often feels unsure, second guesses themselves, or relies on someone else to confirm their memories or help them make them to simple decisions, this may be due to gaslighting. Some potential signs that someone is gaslighting, experiencing gaslighting, includes feeling uncertain of their perceptions, frequently questioning if they are remembering things correctly, believing they are irrational or, quote, crazy, incompetent, unconfident, or worthless, constantly apologizing to the abusive person, defending the abusive person's behaviors to others, and becoming Mm -hmm. withdrawn or isolated from others. Gaslighting may contribute to anxiety, depression, and psychological trauma, especially as (sighs) a part of a wider pattern of abuse. Uh, Causes of gaslighting behavior. Gaslighting is a behavior that people learn by watching others. So again, like I said in the beginning of this episode, um, I've had to check myself because I have followed in footsteps of the the way that I was raised and mm-hmm. I've had to check myself and and correct those things. Mm-hmm. A person who uses this tactic may have learned it is an effective way of obtaining what they want or controlling people. They may have feel and felt entitled to have things their own way and that the their wants the wants and needs of others do not matter. Sometimes people with personality disorders, such as narcissistic personality disorder, exhibit abusive behavior. A 2020 article states that people with MPD have a constant, consistent need for admiration and attention, a belief that they are better than everyone else or special in some way, and a lack of empathy. This combination of symptoms can lead to unhealthy relationships. However, gaslighting is not always due to mental health conditions. Anyone can engage in this behavior. Gaslighting also operates on a broader scale as a feature of systemic oppression. People in power sometimes use it to damage the credibility of a person or group, which disempowers them. So Mm -hmm. my immediate thought was like uh, wealthy CEOs. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, these employees, they want to get paid more, but they don't want to fucking work. You did not become a billionaire by working hard. You became a billionaire by having other people do your dirty work for you. Yeah. 
And I, if, if, if anybody can come to me besides Jeff Bezos at Amazon and come to me and say, this is a person who started from scratch and worked their way all the way up to the top and started their own business. Cool. But if you're a billionaire, again, you are still making money off of the backs of other people. At some point. Yes. Yes. Because like you start with an idea. You uh-huh. can you can start in your garage, uh-huh. and you build and build and build and build, and eventually, right. yes, right. they do they do benefit from other people's labor, right? Yes, Be- because is Jeff Bezos out there doing his marketing, directing these fucking movies, making TV shows, right. taking care of a streaming service? No, no, all of that stuff gets outsourced, right? Which, which is really like outsourcing, but really you're just employing people <laughs> to do all of these things for you that you don't want to do, and not everybody is getting a fair share. Oh, but he was the man with the money. I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah. It would be different if if you treated your employees better. Right. Right. It would be different. Uh, Elon Musk. He didn't even even invent the Tesla current. Nikola Tesla did. And then Tesla was uh, owned by another company that was using Nikola Tesla's work to create (laughs) batteries. And then he walked in there and bought the company for a dollar amount and then blew the company up into the value that it is now. He did not mm-hmm. do that on his own. You, he had money. Steve Jobs. Yes, he had money to do something. Yeah, we can't pick and choose CEOs. Okay, all right, fine. Because if I bring up one man, everybody loses their goddamn shit. I know you're gonna say that, and everybody's just like, <laughs> okay, well, if you're not gonna like any of them, then don't like any of them. Okay, fine. Then we don't like any of them. Great. Glad we got that <laughs> situated. I like CEOs that make less than a billion dollars a year. Good luck finding that, buddy. So how can you respond to gaslighting? Gaslighting has a significant impact on mental health. So people who experience it need to be make sure, need to make sure they are looking after theirs. There are several ways a person can protect themselves from abuse. Some examples are uh, gathering some evidence, keeping a secret diary, um, a journal that uh, you can record the personal uh, incidences with the person so that when you have the opportunity to go back and have a conversation with them, you have documents uh, stating when things happened. Talking to someone who is trustworthy, confiding in a friend or a family member or a counselor may help gain some perspective on the situation because this person can also act as a witness to any of the events. Um, especially if you are trying to have a conversation with uh, a person who is gaslighting you. And sometimes it is nice to have a, somebody else on the outside being like, hey, like, please don't talk to them like that. Or please give them an opportunity to say what is being said, right. what they need to say. Right. Uh, taking pictures, photographs can also help someone fact check their memories and keeping voice mem- memos. Um, a device that can record sound can work as quick as a quick way for someone to record their own events in their own mind. Uh, I have a little diary in my notes app on my phone. It's called Moments with Mom. Mm. So that uh, when things happen, I can I write them down. And so that when I have a conversation with her, I can I can say, hey, these are the things that happened. Um, also, I just deleted mine. My mom, she's out. <laughs> it is vital to make sure that any proof of that person is gathered for the abusive uh, behaviors remains private, particularly if they share a home or workspace in that perpetrator. A person can try uh, regularly erasing their search history, storing evidence in a hidden or locked place, keeping devices locked away, buying a second phone or cheap voice recorder, Oof. sending copies of records to a trusted friend as this allows a person to delete their own copies. Oh also, gosh, I know a lot sad. of I know a lot of this is also like very ableist. Oh, I just remembered um, the uh, one of uh, the first man that ever put his hands on me yeah uh, in an abusive physical physically abusive relationship uh his name was brandon uh if anybody watches our tiktoks uh we oh you guys we surpassed our first 10k yes. view on tiktok uh thank you so much anybody who is new welcome to all the swifties welcome. that really liked my theory um <laughs> you did a great job on that thanks i uh i was like babe we're we just went viral and he goes what is that like mediocre viral and it's <laughs> like it's 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 mini viral <laughs> He goes, wow, he was so proud of me. He was like, 10,000 yeah. 10, views on your Taylor Swift theory? Good job, babe. That's awesome. I was like, thanks. Um, so welcome to all of those bad people. Hi, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. It's been waiting for you. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's been waiting for you. Welcome, welcome to, to New York. <laughs> welcome to the Oh my God, that might... <laughs> 
We couldn't. We couldn't. I don't know. She, she would don't. sue us. Anyway. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We've been waiting for you. I love that. That is so good. <laughs> I think you're on something there, buddy. Um, I one time. So back to this ex. We uh were not in a very good situationship. Uh, where where we were living together, and I was uh trying to uh, maintain a unhealthy relationship with an abuser and so like i uh wrote like this long ass paragraph about how much i love him and blah 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 blah, and i'm so proud of him and i appreciate all the things that he did and even though he didn't do shit <laughs> on his facebook pa- on his facebook wall yeah and a couple of minutes go by like it was there i didn't yeah. take a screenshot of it but it was there because I, I i you know like i backed out of the app i went back in and i saw it okay it's on his wall he like wakes up from a nap he's like fucking around on his phone i was like hey did you see what i wrote on your wall and he goes, you didn't write anything on my wall. I said, yeah, I did. He deleted it. Why? Because he was trying to get with other people, specifically somebody else that I was in beauty school with. <laughs> yes. 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 And then he was like, I'm just trying to make friends. And I was like, what the? F- but you got to make friends with people that with I'm not penis? even. With well, th- well, I don't know about, I don't know. If they had actually done anything, but they were texting. And I was like, but you're trying to be friends with somebody that I'm not even friends with? Mm. Like, I don't like that individual. Why are you trying to be friends with them? Why, of all people in Fort Wayne that you're trying to be friends with, you're trying to be friends with somebody that I go to beauty school with, that I am not friends with? Anyway, he put his, he pushed me up against a wall when I was trying to break up with him. And he told me that I would never find anybody that would love me the way that he did. And you're <laughs> right, buddy. I did. I got in so many more worse relationships than what you and I were in. And then I finally found the yeah. a, a great one. So yeah uh yeah you were right also thanks for giving me my dog for my birthday right <laughs> he's still in my life yes he is <laughs> arriving uh so you may need a safety plan safety plans are tools people can use to protect themselves from abuse depending on the situation this may include a list of safe places to go escape routes to a person uh, so a person can flee emergency contact details ideas for self-care to help a person cope and a plan to safety leave a relationship home or situation also again that is very ableist because i know a lot of people that may be in um uh, abusive relationships with either narcissists or people who are gaslighting them or abusing them mentally emotionally or manipulating them in some sort of way uh i it is not like something that everybody can just do where they can just up and get out of the relationship i know that like there are people out there with like kids who are probably like uh, you know, like stay at home moms, because again, like abusers want you to be isolated and you don't, they don't want you to have a life. They don't want you to have your own money. They want you to rely on them for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, it is easier said than done to be able to get out of a situation like that when you are financially dependent on somebody. Yeah. Um, again, I, I know those things are, they, those things are easier said than done. Um, getting an action plan is always great. And sometimes it does take a little bit of time to actually get out. And there's a lot of gray rocking up until you can finally get out of the house. And I know that that really sucks. And I'm so sorry. I have been there. Uh, when to seek help. Anyone who believes they are experiencing abuse of any sort of kind should seek support. Over time, emotional abuse can escalate into physical violence. Even if the abuse does not become physical, gaslighting and similar behaviors can significantly undermine a person's self-esteem and mental health. Contact a domestic abuse organization for help and for advice and help with creating a safety plan to address the mental impact of gaslighting. A person may find it helpful to talk confidently to a therapist who has experience in helping people in abusive relationships. Um, there is a domestic domestic violence um hotline uh it is national domestic violence hotline uh they are available 24 7 that phone number is 8-1-800-799-7233 you can also live chat with somebody at the hotline.org or you can text by texting love is to 22522 and that is all we have for the episode for today, everyone. Thanks, Darren. You're so very welcome. You answered a lot of questions for me because gaslighting for me before this episode, I was like, I know what gaslighting is. It's, you know, you, you're basically, you're not validating somebody. You're right. basically saying like, no, that, that didn't really happen. Right. You're trying to, to trick them. But it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's so much more broad. Um, it's almost like its own. It's an umbrella of things. Like there's so many. There's like abuse. There's narcissism, mm-hmm. ableism, mm-hmm. 
Manipulative tactics. Yeah, manipulative tactics, verbally abusive. Yeah. Emotionally abusive. Like, it's it's a lot more than just, did it really happen that way? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot deeper than that. Right. When I was doing some research for this, and I was trying to get some more examples and stuff through TikTok, uh, there was uh, this one video where this woman was like, "It's you think the gaslighting is lying. It's not lying. It's so much more than that. Yeah. Because it, it there are layers of things that are said, things that are done in order to not only just like flat out not give somebody the truth, but to completely shatter their experience, their mind, their belief systems, right? Themselves as a person, right? Um, because the point of doing it is so that the person who is doing the gaslighting has the upper hand in whatever the situation is. And the whole point of being the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. is to be able to feel your feelings and to experience your experiences. And so very, very, very important discussion. And I hope that anybody who's out there who listens and feels as if there is some sort of gaslighting going on to really check in with that. Yes. And to ask yourself the right questions and to seek help if needed. Mm-hmm. I think I can speak for myself, you know, being vulnerable. Like I have definitely have been not just a victim, but also the, the oppressor because when I was younger, like I'm sure there's times where, especially when I was hurting mm-hmm. with my friends and like the relationship that I had with my friend from high school, Kristen, mm-hmm. there's definitely times where I was very manipulative mm-hmm. because I was, I was hurting. I was in pain and, right. um, it was a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. even though that it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. It was like the only way that I could verbalize my pain. Because you had been raised to act like that. Yeah. Because your caregivers treated you like that. Yeah. That's, that's why I said my, my mother acts like her mom. And I have had a history of acting like them. Mm-hmm. And it had to stop. And there were times when... Jenny and I, when we first were dating, like we started dating very young and we were still unlearning those habits Uh and we've grown together and there's times where we still fail and that we still have to have different conversations Yeah, and correct ourselves and understand each other better. And if you are struggling with it or if you have done it, please forgive yourself, you know, um, just work through it and learn from your mistakes, Mm -hmm. you know, and be honest with yourself and be honest with your spouse and your friends and your people that you love as our therapist would say we all have different parts and it's important to love those parts individually um i do uh have a few ways uh, just to finish off i i know we finished off <laughs> you, <laughs> guy. you finish <laughs> don't did you stop, finish Denny. did you finish yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> ways to counteract some gaslighting you can say i am entitled to my feelings and my reaction and i don't like being dismissed the only thing about that one that i don't like is that it is best for all parties to respond and not react because reacting is heightened on your emotions however like in the heat of the moment i get that right mm-hmm. again forgive yourself um but never use your reactions as an excuse for piss poor behavior mm-hmm. please don't ever let's say someone says that never happened i don't remember that um you can respond with uh we can agree to remember things differently but let's deal with the situation at hand anyway everybody i hope that uh you know we delivered this in a way that is not too heavy and that it was nice and light and airy uh this was like in the catalog of things to talk about but while i was at the zoo i experienced the the mom a mom gaslighting a child mm-hmm. her daughter because her her daughter her youngest daughter was in a fight with her oldest one and she was like crying and she was like oh you're fine you're fine and i was like you're gaslighting your kid <gasps> we're gonna talk about gaslighting on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's a good one yes uh let us know what you think everybody as always like you know uh let us know what you think of this episode and if you want any advice like we're not we're not completely helpless and and giving right. advice and i think that we have had some life experience enough to maybe support you yeah i think we have enough life experience to offer some wisdom yeah for some you. wisdom if you have any questions or if you're you're dabbling in in a decision or if you just need some insight on anything yeah uh we could I, be there for you yeah it would be so cute if we could be like almost like a like ask amy Ask us questions. If yeah. you if you want some um, advice on something, and you're like, hey, like this situation, like, am I an asshole in this situation, or uh, what do you think I should do uh, with uh, this 
guy that just won't leave me alone or like how do i go no contact with my parents like yeah i write I us in that one <laughs> write us in uh obviously like we <laughs> want to be able to respond and assist everybody as much as we possibly can uh so um, the inbox is open hit that link tree in the episode of this the episode the description of this episode and uh at the very bottom where it says contact us yes. it does ask it does ask for a name but i mean like if you guys don't want that you can put scooby-doo and it's fine yeah fuck i don't care yeah i just need to be able to it, oh, it, the the name is not a requirement, but the email address is because if you want to a response, yes. if you want us to be able to respond to you directly and not read it, not saying, not talk about this on the show, then that's the reason why. Yes, take advantage of some elder queers, some of you younger peeps. If you <laughs> if you're a younger queer and you want some elderly advice, here we are. We ain't even fucking old people yet. No, we're not, but we we're elder queer. Yeah. with older generation whether you want to like accept it i need to buy a gun <laughs> why you called me old oh stop i said elder <sighs> that means just means old. that we're old the older generation jesus christ all oh, right well old. i need to go process this <clears throat> i'm sorry i said anything <laughs> 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 all right everybody well thank you so much for hanging out with us we love you so very much we love you so much and uh you'll see us next monday and this is us signing out bye, bye.